Welcome to the Let's Wrestle Podcast with Dan and Nico. I will be Nico, and he will be... I am Dan. I will be Dan for today. For today. We're switching roles. Yes. Normally, it's the other way around. Yeah, man. And I'm, I'm actually really, really excited about this fucking podcast episode because we're coming off two hot pay-per-views from WWE and AEW. Um, each in their own respective ways, and I'm ready to get into it. Uh, why don't you kick us off with Forbidden Door? Let's not waste any time, man. Yeah, let's talk about Forbidden Door. And um, honestly, uh, there's a buy-in that actually held three different matches. Um, nothing too crazy in either one. Swerve and Lee still being, um, you know, dysfunctional at this point. We have more information now. Um, go to and. We actually had four matches um, that they actually added uh, Lance Archer and Nick Camarado. There really wasn't much going on there. Those were the three matches, wasn't there? No, they they had already announced three matches. um, Oh, you're right, my bad. And they added one, like, the day of, I think. Yeah, no, you're right. They added two, actually, I think. Or, I don't, I think the Archer match, yeah, you're right. It was just just one extra match. Yeah. That was a weird match. Um, I, I don't understand what they're doing with Nick Camarado. Like, he's a big, imposing dude, but he's straight up just a jobber. Just a big jobber. He, like, I feel like uh, he's been doing some New Japan stuff, and I think he he has a good fit there. Uh, they were mentioning some of it on um, commentary, but um he doesn't do it for me at least not and neither does lance archer so like i said there really wasn't much going on in this one and lance archer ended up getting the dub so yeah not really um, worth win there yeah um but what else we got i mean those those matches happened i really don't really uh i didn't care about any of them except for the the max caster and gun club yeah, only only for Max Caster and the Gun Club, like they're fucking hot right now, dude. And actually, speaking of Max Caster and uh, the Gun Club, because I can't, we're, we're talking about Forbidden Door, but we're also talking about all all things AEW at the same time since we've already gone a week ahead of Forbidden yeah. Door. But fucking, what's going on with um, the acclaimed and the Gun Club right now is everything I want. It, it's so fucking awesome. What what happened on Wednesday? Um, that you had saw, uh, what's it called? Bowens can walk. Yeah. It's, it's a miracle. He can walk now. Um, but yeah, he goes ahead, jumps into the ring, hits, uh, which one's his name? It's not Colt, but the other, um, the other gun. And, um, yeah, cost them the match. They're upset. Words were said. People were pushed. It looks like Billy Gunn is siding with the acclaimed. As you, as you saw on on Rampage when he showed up, dude, I'm I, I'm just excited for this. What do you think about what's going on with them? I I saw that. Um, what they should do, and I think this is what they're gonna do is Billy Gunn. They're gonna make it seem like he's gonna be with them, but then at some point he's gonna team up again with his sons to beat up on in this big like um, you know, heat moment. They're gonna get a bunch of heat with this. They're just gonna beat you know, the acclaimed down. Um, and then they're going to be super over more than they already are, but you're going to see some sympathy for them there because they're going to get beat down by three dudes. But um, I don't see 
Billy Gunn being with the acclaimed uh, long term. I don't think that's going to be a thing. Uh, it doesn't make any sense to me. But uh, I am excited to see what they're going to do now that Bowens can walk. He still has a brace on. So I'm sure he's still limited. I don't think we'll see him in matches, at least not this month. Uh, but he's going to be more involved now with what they're going to do. Because I'm pretty sure he's just about almost clear to be you know, full-time again, it seemed like. But uh, yeah, that was really the only interesting thing that happened uh, or the only match going back to what we were talking about. Um, the acclaimed and the whole gun club shit was really the only uh, exciting things about the kickoff show. Um, what did you think of the Keith Lee and Swerve Strickland match, though? Um, they're fun to watch. Uh, yeah, they're fun to watch. I just not really uh, caring about what they're doing. I don't know why. Um, it just, it, I, I see, I understand that it's happening, but I know some of it is more happening on dark. We're just seeing the confrontations through promos. Um, not a bad match, but a match you knew that they were going to win. Yeah. Um, I think, um, I like, I like the matches, man. I'm not a big fan of, um, what they're doing i'd rather see keith lee on his own but um i'm sure this is going to lead to a breakup i don't see them winning tag team title go in AEW um because uh the young bucks are the champs right now and it looks like we'll talk about this later some more but it looks like ftr is going to be in that picture at some point as well so i don't see these dudes winning the titles anytime soon or ever but um yeah, man, it's whatever. Uh, these other matches, though, like we had Hiroki Goto and Yoshihashi defeat QT Marshall and Aaron Solo. There wasn't really anything there going on. Um, just a throwaway match um, yeah, so that everybody's happy to be there. Yeah, not much needs to be talked about with those ones. Um, so we'll just go ahead and go straight to the main card. Um, those matches happen. I really don't want to waste too much time with them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so the first match of the night was actually Jericho, Guevara, and um, Suzuki uh, versus Kingston, Yuta, and Umino. I think I might be saying his name wrong. Shota Umino. Shota Umino. Thank you, dude. I'm not going to remember that shit. Yeah. Um, but, um, yeah, uh, apparently, uh, Shota? Is that you said? Uh, Sh Shota. Shota fucking shit okay yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Shota <laughs> was um one of the guys who uh jericho had beat up um when he was going to new japan for the first go-round um, right and so that's where the story is with him but you know it was a it's a cool match a decent match uh not too much to talk about here uh what did you think about the match because there's more aw uh actual aw stuff <laughs> Uh, I mean, I don't think it should have been the match to start the show with, but um, uh, might as well get it over at some point. So I guess the beginning of the show is not too bad. But uh, the supposed heels, uh, Jericho and Sammy Guevara, are coming out there. And I'm just, I just want to say one quick thing about Suzuki. Um, I like the style, but I'm starting to not really care too much or not really like 
when he gets on TV anymore because he's getting like old. He's already old, and a lot of his shit looks like shit. And I'm not a big fan of that type of like, um, you know how when they're like in the middle of the ring and they're trading shots, and they're just like letting each other hit hit the other guy. You know, like yeah, that shit just looks phony to me sometimes. I did like the the Samoa Joe exchange he had uh, with Suzuki on Rampage or whatever it was last time. Mm-hmm. Um, that was fucking insane, but it's just so overdone that if it wasn't done so much, that Joe and Suzuki exchange would have meant a lot more, would have been a lot more crazier because it's not something you fucking see on every match. Um, but yeah, that's all I really had to say. Uh, the supposed heels won that match and... Yeah, uh, and they got like a one-man advantage for war, uh, war games. I was gonna say, um, what's it called? Blood Fucking blood and guts. Sorry. Yeah. So that's <laughs> the only meaningful thing that came out of that match. But I, I mean, I can't disagree with you anymore with Suzuki. I mean, you're talking about him there overdoing it with the slaps, the exchange in the beginning. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't say that they're overdoing it because it's not in every single match. I say that that's something. It's on every single show. That's on what did they sit, stand there and just stab each other in the chest like like Suzuki it's, does? It it looks phony as fuck. Like I know that it really hurts when they're fucking slapping their chest, but like I'm not talking about these other people because those happen. But it's an entirely different type. Uh, it's entirely different than when Suzuki does it. Okay, but look, this is what I'm trying to say because it's not just Suzuki that does this, but in a match. Look, wrestling, you're trying to portray a real fight, right? In a real fight, you're not going to let some guy just fucking slap you. No, that's not the point. That's not a, that's this is a Suzuki match. You know that he's going to do that in every single match. He's gonna Okay, so if it wasn't so overdone with other matches, How maybe it means something. Cuz everybody fucking does it. Moxley does it all the time. Fucking Joe, fucking um I've seen Daniel Bryan do it. Like even CM Punk, I saw that him doing it. Um, a lot of people do it, dude. I don't know, man. Um, you know, you know who doesn't do that though on every show? WWE. Yeah. We'll get to them later, but uh, that's all I'm gonna say about that match. Okay. I can't. I can't, I can't disagree with you anymore, with Suzuki. Though. Well, I'm sorry. Now that he's gonna fight, and that's what you're looking forward to. When he did it with Joe, when Suzuki does it, it means something. When they, it's like the sweet, it's like not even calling the sweet chin music, but it's like the soup kicks that happen all the time. They mean nothing. It's super kicks all the time. The Usos do the super kicks. Um, everyone in AEW does a super kick. That's different. Okay, no, no. And now, if Shawn Michaels was to do his super kick, that would end a match, right? Everyone else, it means nothing. But if you see Shawn Michaels get in the ring again, and you see him warming up the band. And you see that he's about to super kick someone. You're like, oh shit, that means something. Someone Suzuki doesn't him. end anybody with those though. No, he doesn't. But when he does, but when he does it, you know that shit's real. Everyone else is like, oh, that's phony. Like that's just them snapping each other back. Whatever you can say, however you said it. But when Suzuki does it, you're like, oh fuck, I'm about to see something. I'm gonna cringe right. at every single time. I, I literally said though that I know it fucking hurts. It's I'm just the fact that in a fight. It's phony. Like they're not really fighting because okay, so he's the letting him hit him. You're saying I don't like. I mean, I dig the style, but I don't like this. 
then you don't dig the style because that's what it is. If he was the only one hitting them, that's like, oh shit, you know, and Suzuki fucking hits, like, that's legit. If he was the only one doing it, but if he's letting the other guy hit him, that's some phony ass shit, man. And, and I'm, I'm going to be unapologetic. I'm sorry. That's why it starts off the match. He doesn't like, it's not <laughs> like it happens in the middle of the match. He starts off the match doing it. So that once they're done doing that to each other, that's like a form of respect. Them going back and forth hitting each other, like, let me see how hard you can hit me. And I'll do it back to you. This is a, a fight for the respect of how hard you can go within it. So they started off like that. All right, let's see who's going to exchange it more. And then the match starts afterwards. That's why it starts afterwards. This is why they fight. That's the style, bro. Like, <laughs> you don't see why it's so great with Suzuki. I understand that. That's what I'm saying, though. That's what people are seeing. That's why they think it's great. And that's why it's awesome when Suzuki does it. But besides that, we'll go to the next. Well, actually, no. Fuck. Uh, now nah, we'll just go to the next match. Yeah, we'll go on. We'll move on from this. Okay, so the next match was Rapongi <laughs> Vice versus United Empire versus FTR. Um, for the Ring of Honor and IWGP tag titles. Now, uh, this match was pretty good too, dude. I, it's been a while since I've seen it. A whole week. Um, so. It was the best moment. That feel good moment of the match. Like as far as like the ending. Um, yeah. But if you remember. They were doing a, the thing where. Um, Dax was hurt. No. Yeah, Dax was hurt. Yeah, and then he came back to a big pop. Um, it got pretty crazy, as you would expect. Fucking tornado tag at some point. Um, but yeah, um, not really. It was just great to see that Ring of Honor, or Ring of Honor, um, the Ring of Honor tag champions, FTR, now mm-hmm. the IWGP tag team ta- um, champions. So um, it was dope just seeing that. I think. And they got the Mexican titles too. The AAA. Mm-hmm. Mexican titles on Dynamite. They came out with all the belts. So I was like, "Damn, let's go!" Yeah, it wasn't and bad. They had a they had a pretty good, decent match on on Dynamite too. It, it yeah, they dude FTR right now, top of their fucking game. And I I want to say that they're the best team in the world, but um, a particular match that we'll talk about later happened just yesterday, Saturday, July second. Depends on when you're hearing this. But um, that match told me who the best tag team in the world is. Um, but FTR is right there, man. Like, FTR is right there. You can make a case for uh, them always because they always have great fucking matches. Even with bums like Rocky Romero and, unfortunately, Trent Beretta now. But um, this is a good match, man. Um, I liked the fact that they gave the titles to them. It made sense. And now they're coming for the Young Bucks. You got to think. You got to believe. Yeah, I mean, that would only make the most sense um, for them to go after the those titles for all the titles. I actually had heard, and I'm not sure, again, something I just saw, um, that it was actually supposed to be the Young Bucks to win the IWGP ch- titles. Really? Um, How would they have done that? I have no idea. I don't think FTR is supposed to be a part of this match. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. Um, But that's what I had heard. Uh, How true that is, I'm not sure. But we'll talk more about the on a little bit. 
Well, that was some good shit, man. That uh, given the FTR winning that match, it was uh, one of the high points for me on the show. Uh, before we move on to the next match, though, I do want to point out there was a backstage promo with Juice Robinson and Jay White. And let me tell you, this is the first time I had brought it up in a couple of episodes. Um, I didn't know what the situation was with Juice Robinson um, and even uh, Finley. But, uh, dude, Juice Robinson, did you see that fucking backstage scene? He had the the shades on, the, 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 what, um, like the wet hair, like just fucking gangster, man. Like, <laughs> he fucking fits the fucking, you know, the look of the Bullet Club. Like, like he, he just looked like a wrestler from the 90s, like in WCW, like, uh, I don't know if you've seen that, like, Buff Bagwell had, you know, the shades on, you know, he looked cool as fuck. Like, that's exactly the vibes that uh, Juice Robinson was giving me with the new Bullet Club look, man. I, I loved it. What about you? Um, I don't really care for it, dude. <laughs> that was a great Really? Speech. Wow. Okay. Great speech. Um, him looking <laughs> gangster, I don't know about that. Um, but I, I, I was trying to look for the right word. I don't know if, sorry, I don't know if that was the right word, but yeah. <laughs> It does seem funny to me. Um, it might, it might have been, might have been the right word. Who knows? Um, but uh, Juice Robinson, I think, I don't think he needs the Bullet Club, and I, I don't even think they said he was a member of the Bullet Club, did they? Well, Why he was wearing all the gear. Was he? Yeah, and he's the, uh, he's the, uh, the U.S. champion. One of them, I think they have another. Uh, um, I think uh, Will Osprey has the, uh, the other one. Uh, I'm gonna look that up. But um, well, while you look that up, uh, we'll come back to it because we do have Will Ospreay, um, uh, in a match here that we're gonna get to, unfortunately. Um, now Pac, we had Pac winning the um, AEW All Atlantic title. You're right. He is. Just saying. Um, yes, okay. he is. <laughs> he is. Okay. Okay, makes sense. I I wish he wasn't. Now, only because of what I said. But let's go ahead and go to the next match. Yeah, so uh, Pac had... Um, he wins the, the brand new All-Atlantic title. He defeats Malachi Black, Miro, mm-hmm. who was a heavy favorite going into this match, and uh, Clark Connors, whoever the fuck that is. We saw... Man, I saw first of him. Throughout the whole beginning of the, of the fucking match. And then finally came back at the end. But I felt like he just kept getting knocked out. For some reason. I would, I would have loved to see Ishii in this match, and unfortunately, uh, that that didn't happen. Uh, but dude, I mean, we were kind of going back and forth last week during our predictions about, you know, I we knew Miro was the heavy favorite, but um, I kept saying that it was probably gonna be Malachi, but n- none of us thought no, it was gonna be Pac. No, no one did, and um, so far they haven't done anything with that. They didn't, right? They didn't even mention they, that on Dynamite. I mean, they mentioned it, I think. I think. If they didn't, uh, I, don't, I don't know. It didn't feel like they did. If they did, it didn't feel like they did. And, um, yeah, like, what's going to happen with Pac now? Like, he's the champion. That's great. But, like, nothing to follow it up. He didn't show up to the ring. He didn't make... Really, he didn't show up in the ring and make a huge promo. Nothing was started. So I... It's not a good start. I wasn't too happy about... I wasn't like... 
mad about it, but I wasn't too, too happy about him winning. But I think he did deserve it, man. He's one of those guys that's been there kind of since the beginning and has put on. He was like a main event star. He was the main eventer in the very beginning. Yeah, and but he's always put on um, solid matches, better than solid matches. Um, he never really has a bad match. I just think that the stuff he was doing, like blindfolded and and you know all that shit with um, with Penta, it's just stupid. But um, he's been one of those guys that's unfortunately been on the uh, wrong end of the stick a lot of times, just because of travel restrictions. It happened to him more than once, you know, since COVID started. Um, so I know he's missed out on potential opportunities in the past. And I think Tony Khan is one of those guys. He's going to take care of those people. He's loyal to uh, to those people. Uh, and I guess since he's been there before, I don't know if that had anything to do with the decision, but um, I'm not mad about it. Um, and I just hope they Man, do something with it, you know? That's all, that's all too. Like, I'm not mad about, that, um, about Pac winning. Like, yeah, definitely he deserved it. Um, I didn't see it coming, but definitely not mad about it. I was actually like pleasantly surprised, but very surprised when he won it. Like I did not Me see too. it whatsoever. Um, but yeah, they have to do something that they can't just bring out a title and, and not bring them out. I, um, I'm hoping that this week we'll see something. Um, I forget if they've announced if there's a match or not. I don't remember hearing there was, but we'll see. And I don't feel like looking it up. So that's also another reason. Uh, but yeah. <laughs> yeah man we'll see what happens with that one yeah alright now the next match was the Bullet Club which is the Young Bucks and um, the Bullet Club I don't know them sorry and, and El Fantasmo yes and the other dude was just outside and then versus the dudes with attitudes which is a really lame name that's really well, that's if you were into w- I think it's like an old WCW thing I believe I was I was a WWF type of dude. Oh, I think it was when Sting would go to uh, New Japan when he was in WCW. I think he uh, he teamed with I don't know who, and they were like, might have been Lex Luger. I don't know who the fuck. Well, anyways, go on. Sorry, that's irrelevant. <laughs> Sounds about right. Um, oh yeah, their names right here. I should be reading the Young Bucks and the Fantasmo. Sting, Darby Allen, and Shingo Tagat. Takagi. Um, I'm sorry if I said that wrong. Uh, in a trios match. Um, it was a decent match. Uh, not too bad. Of course, um, it started off really cool with Sting uh, in the rafters and then on top of the fucking sign. Wait, was that that night? <laughs> yeah, it it was. He, um... Oh, yeah, he made like, it. it looked like Batman and shit. It was fucking cool. And then he, like, jumped off and attacked Jumped off the tunnel. Yeah. That was the do the good guy tunnel. He was on top of the good guy tunnel. The good guy tunnel. Um, I thought it was good. I mean, it wasn't bad. It wasn't great either. I thought El Fantasmo. I love watching him. He's great. Uh, well, this is the always in like edge, right? Yeah. He. I don't know if you saw. He was doing the shit on the ropes. Uh, he's got some great balance. Jim Ross is like. I don't know if it was Jim Ross, but they were like, oh, look at this. But um, Look at this guy walking on the ropes. Yeah. Um, Young Bucks ended up, and El Fantasmo ended up taking the L. Apparently, Young Bucks were Bullet Club for one night only again or some shit, whatever. 
like anybody gives a fuck, but uh, <laughs> I'm pretty sure there's somebody who gives a fuck. There's really not much to say about this match because it's really not going to no, go anywhere else. So, yeah, there's not a lot. So, yeah, great win for them. Next match Thunder Rosa versus Tony Storm. Um, this is a great match, dude. I really enjoyed it. It was about like my expectations for this match, and that's what I was happy about. Um, I, I thought it was solid. Um, Thunder Rosa retaining, it's you know, she needed that also. So, I think Thunder Rosa is gonna turn heel, and I'm really, really down for that. Yeah, I think she's gonna turn heel on Tony Storm. At least, I think she should. Um, make Thunder Rosa like the top heel in the company. She was a heel when she kind of started, not really a heel, but she was more heelish when they first introduced her. Or she had more of an attitude. I don't know. She's changed since since the first time I'd seen her. Um, but I feel like Thunder Rosa should definitely uh, turn heel on Tony Storm, have another match, and beat her. But Tony Storm still be there because Tony Storm is, has been fucking phenomenal. She's had great matches recently, and it's fucking awesome. What is happening? Yeah, dude, Tony Storm's been better than I thought. Um, I always knew she was very solid in the ring but um she's been better here in aw um dude she is hard too and it's fucking she awesome. does it's fucking awesome this is a great i love it this is a great women's championship match this is a women's championship match that um should be on the card um a lot of times these matches like the last at least the last two world title matches on pay-per-views were were fucking awesome. I don't remember. I, <laughs> really. I, so Serena D was the last one just yeah. like a month ago, but I don't see Thunder Rosa going um, heel. But um, but we'll see what happens with uh, where they go next with this. They might have another match, or we'll see. But um, before we get to the next match, I do want to mention that uh, they showed a promo or video saying that AEW was returning to New York for Grand Slam, and that's going to be on the 21st of September for in Arthur Ashe Stadium. Um, Live TV. Which is going to be great. Maybe that'll be CM Punk's return day. We'll talk about more of that once we get closer to that. But, uh, yeah, just wanted to bring that up. Any thoughts on that before we move on to the next match? Uh, not currently. They haven't really announced anything else for it, but I mean, it's cool to see that they're going back to the same spot um, for their Grand Slam. And they're, hopefully they make Grand Slam an actual, like, like make it feel like a pay-per-view on live TV. Like, cause, I, feel, I thought last year's felt like it, man, to be honest. Well, last year's did, but their most recent attempt at one was very poor, which was, um, what was it? Road Rager? Hard Rager? Nah, those are like throwaways, man. I remember yeah, like... If you're gonna name something for a fucking live event, then make it something. Like, don't just name it and it's just another fucking Wednesday night. That's all I'm I, saying. I just think it's meaningless. I think the only way reason why I, um Grand Slam means something more is because it's in a stadium. Uh, well, yeah. People so know had, it's a stadium show. Had, but what was the main event that night? Do you remember? I, do. I remember what, what should have been the main event, which is Kenny Omega and Daniel Bryan, which um, was fucking great match. But the main event was. Who was the main event? It was um 
It, are you it talking about the Rampage main event? Because, like, the one that went on last for the people that actually went there to the event? No, I'm not talking about it like that. Well, I'm not sure how this is relevant to our conversation, sir. I don't know what you're talking about now at this point. What was the main event know. of that match? Okay. I don't remember, but I know the big match. Uh, the I, reason why so and Brian Danielson that was the main event. No, they kicked off the show. They kicked off the show. Yeah, they went like thirty minutes. It was a draw. I don't remember the fucking main event. Wow, it must have been like event. CM Punk and Will Hobbs or something. That's horrible. Anyway, well, the Daniel Bryan shit was the one what what sold it, but still made it a great show. So that's what I'm saying. Like they need to make those middle shows. What if they're gonna name? A dynamite, something else, then make it feel like something not like a dynamite. Road yeah, but those, like Road Ragers, they those are like meaningless because last year when I went to um, the shows in the summer, they had four shows in a row that had names on them because I went to like uh, Fight for the Fallen, and then there was like Fighter Fest, and then there was the Miami show. It was called like. Um, like, I remember four weeks in a row in a month, they were all, like, named something. And I also get it, they were promoting kind of, like, having fans back and stuff like that. But every fucking week for, like, four weeks, it was Hard Rager and, and uh, fucking Fighter Fest. And then there was Fight for the Fallen. And then there was, like, Fight for the Fallen 2, like, for four weeks, right? So they're all meaningless, man. Like, I know they made them meaningless because they meant nothing. They just put them on there. That's all I'm saying. Um, so I yeah, get you, man. This, uh, hopefully the fucking uh, whatever it's called that's gonna happen over there at the stadium is a good fucking card. That's all I'm saying. Make it mean something. Um, so yeah, the next match was Orn Cassidy versus Will Ospreay for the IWGP US title, <sighs> which Will Ospreay still does not have. Um. Drew Robinson has that, but uh, yeah, I thought it was a great match. I liked it a lot. <laughs> he enjoyed it very much. Um, of course, Orange Cassidy did not win, but um, it was a great match. I just want to hear what you got to say about it. Everyone loved it, bro. <sighs> you are going to be surprised to hear that I thought this match was better than I expected. But let me ex- let me explain. Let you explain because of this match. This match would have been so much better. I would have said this match was great if the match hadn't started with the same bullshit that Orange Cassidy always does, bro. If yeah. if it hadn't started with that, if they would have done anything else, like That's his maybe what else is he gonna do? I mean. Act like you actually want to, re- like, you're going to fucking wrestle. Like, it's just, it's ridiculous, right? But, anyways, getting because to the good he, part he of the match. In, he lives into, in your mind, bro, and that's what he does to psych out his opponent. He makes him think like he doesn't care. And he's going to come out and win because he does care. He psychs you no. out every single time, bro. That's why you can't be, that's why you're It's a bunch of phony it. bullshit. But, you're, you're weak minded. No, I'm strong-minded for uh, a sport that I'd like to. I'd like to say that is still considered uh, serious. Yeah. Um, that these guys actually take this seriously, and a lot. And there's some dudes that do, man. 
You're being worked, bro. You're already being worked. No, it's a bunch of bullshit. But I thought this match was better than expected, and I put 100% of that um, credit to Will Ospreay because he's fucking great. Um, he's like an AJ Styles, like a guy that you can just have a good match with anybody. He's like a Brian Danielson. Just even I would put Seth Rollins there. Just a guy who can fucking work, carry you through a match. Um, but Orange Cassidy is a better wrestler than um, a lot of people. Uh, especially some of the people that AEW started with uh, at the beginning. He was definitely... Um, he's gotten way better, though, than that first time that I saw him. But um, I won't deny that he is over with the crowd. I won't deny that. But that... <laughs> Doesn't really mean shit sometimes because the crowd is goes bananas for absolutely anything and everything on these shows sometimes. Um, I still don't give a fuck about Orange Cassidy. This match didn't change my mind about him at all. But I will say that the match was better than I expected. And, um, and I, Orange Cassidy goes to beat Ethan Page on Wednesday. Like it means anything, right? But I will say though, the match I, I will. I'm ashamed to say this, but there was some spots that I was like, "Damn!" or like, "Oh fuck!" I thought that was it. So there's that. Yeah, buddy, because because he knows what he's doing. He can go in and wrestle because that's his that's his character. He pretends to act <sighs> like he doesn't care, so that in the matches when he starts acting like he's caring it means something i think the one that's being worked is you buddy so I'm, it's uh i am i'm letting I, i'm i'm fine with that and, and then you're you're being worked as well he's in your let's, mind he lives there rent free you still how, like, how about you how about you serious. how about you wrap up the final comments about this match and let's move on because i'm i'm done with uh it's orange cassidy match. it was a great match um, next match was uh, it was the one Daniel Bryan was calling for. Zack Sabre Jr. supposed to be originally with Bryan Danielson, but we were um, left with the surprise of Claudio Castagnoli. I'm Castagnoli. Sorry. Castagnoli. And um, yeah, so uh, Cesaro, formerly known as Cesaro, Claudio came out, and we had a great match. What can you say? It was fucking awesome. It was great to see Cesaro. Dude, yeah, it, huge fucking pop. I wish his name was... I thought his name was going to be Claudio Cesaro. Nah, he didn't believe in that stuff, bro. Well, Castellone, I don't know. Is that his old, like... Um... Yeah, that's his old indie name. Oh, well, then that makes sense. I didn't know his old... I didn't even know who he was until I saw him as Antonio Cesaro. But, um... Great fucking <laughs> match. Um, Zack Sabre Jr., man... He he, he did the from the times I had seen him before. I had I know I said I wasn't a big uh, Zack Saber Junior fan, but um, after this match, I, I I like him a lot more now. It was great. It was a great match for both of them. Yeah, man, Zack Saber Junior is so fucking great in the ring. Um, one of the best technical wrestlers in the world right now, and he's so underrated because he doesn't get put on a national stage consistently so when he like does man like this fucking match right here wow and then i could i could um 
only imagine what the match would have been like with him and Brian Danielson. Yeah, we'll see that down the down the line for sure. That's gonna happen. Um, but him and Will Ospreay, um, and a couple other people we'll talk. Oh, about what right do you now. what um, do you think about uh Cesaro in AEW now? Um, I dig it as long as they're gonna like up until the point they stop using him correctly. If if he starts off real hot and they don't do anything with him, it's gonna suck. But right now I'm digging it, and I hope that he has a great career there because. Well, he was with the Combat a- Club now, so. Yeah, and I mean, best time of ever then to talk about it, dude, but Blood and Guts happened, and he had a big role in that one, and more than likely there's going to be a story with him and Eddie Kingston um, in the near future, uh, for sure, but dude, Blood and Guts was fucking crazy. We could yeah. talk about um, Blood and Guts here in a little bit. Um, I did want to say, though, I was watching the media scrum, and Moxley was just talking about how perfect of a fit Claudio is to the combat club because he already is like one of them. He's, you know, Moxie says, um, I got to bleed with you first. And he says that he starts talking about um, that they've bled, made each other bleed several times before in the past. Um, and Claudio is a student of the game for um, with William Regal, you know, like so. Yeah, it's a perfect fit. And I'm digging it, man. Yeah, so we'll see. Um, we'll talk more about that in a little bit. So the next match after that one was uh, Jay White versus Adam Cole versus Hangman Adam Page versus Okada, the Rainmaker. And I've got to say, uh, Rainmaker is probably the most over person in the wrestling business at this point. I'm going to say it like that. Um, because when he's in Japan... He's top dog. And when he came out over here on Dynamite and at Forbidden Door, the pops were awesome every single time. Yeah. Every fucking time. So he needs, I don't know. He's, <laughs> he's already a star. So, like, does he even need to go anywhere else? He can just be where he's at. He can stay in Japan and he's still going to be fucking over as fuck. Um, yeah, I mean, it was actually a lot better. Than what I thought it was going to be because I hate Fatal Fours. Go ahead, dude. Okada, just to add to what you were saying, he's fucking just special, bro. I mean, I fucking love Okada. Um, he had some of the biggest pops I've heard on AEW television, and they've had some great crowds. But um, dude, yeah, the, the, some of the sequences at the end um were pretty good, but um. At the end, it was Jay White who would come out on top. And even Jay White, man, I haven't been too much of a big fan of the way he's... Like, the first time he came out out on AEW. Um, that was weird. I, I would have done it a whole different way. But, um, man, it was a great fucking match. And, uh, and that's because it was a multi-man match. I knew the, the action was going to be, like, nonstop. And it was... Um, yeah, dude. I honestly probably the best match of the night for me. And uh it was a little odd the ending of the match. Just because of how abruptly, but as um we've learned uh this week I think Adam Cole had a concussion at the end of that match or uh, Yeah. I don't know when exactly. I haven't seen it heard anything about when it happened. 
if anyone even knows when it happened. No one really does, I guess, at this point. But yeah, um, that's why Jay White covered him up and it looked a little awkward. But it was, uh, good thing is Adam Cole's fine. Um, but still, even regardless of that, uh, it was a great match. Um, yeah, they you know about the Adam Cole thing. No, I haven't. Um, I did notice that uh, the Undisputed Elite came out at the end, and Young Bucks and Kyle Riley came out afterward to check on Cole. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, I haven't really heard much besides. Uh, I think you had sent me a report about him just having a concussion. I didn't even know. Um, I thought it looked but, yeah. Time, but but um. It was a good thing that it ended then, but it was a great match. Um, I really dug it. Like I said, Fatal 4-Way is not my thing, but this one was really good. Um, same, same. Now, the main event of the night was John Moxley versus Tanahashi. And, hey, man, I thought it was really... Um, it, was, it was a lot better than, than I thought it was going to be. It was a great... It was a, it was a pretty good match. <laughs> I can't say it was a great match. It wasn't a great match to me. It was a good match. And... um. The only problem I had with it, because it was a fitting ending for me, in a way, um, up until the fucking shit ton of people just came out. You know, the BCC and the Jericho Appreciation Society. I, I thought that wasn't needed at all. I think that was stupid, man. The whole ending of the fucking night. Yeah, I thought the ending was stupid. I'm not going to... I'm not going to say that the pay-per-view is just kind of shit or kind of ruined app just because uh, of that ending. Um, I won't say that because all the matches, even though some of them didn't have really much of a story, they were all solid matches for the most part. Um, and some I thought were great. Um, like there was some high spots of the pay-per-view, but um, the ending is stupid. I get that they were trying to promote Blood and Guts, which we'll get into here. But um, it, it didn't need that, so you're right on that. But it's whatever, man. They're going to do what they want to do. There's always some afterbirth um, after every fucking match, so I'm not surprised. Oh, I, I thought know. somebody was going to come out, some debut or something. I was waiting for it. <laughs> nah, I, I thought they were going to end the night with them. Um. Just there in the ring, shaking hands. That was it. And just end the night. But the whole fight afterwards, I don't know. Just a really weird ending to an event. Um, I understand that they were trying to um, promote Blood and Guts, but it wasn't, it wasn't necessary. But all in all, the pay-per-view, if I were to do five stars, I would say 3.5. Well, Tony Khan just can't help himself sometimes. And just, he can't, he doesn't know when to just leave a good thing alone. Um, yeah, man, but it was uh, three and a half is fair, yeah, and that's probably where I'll go towards also it's not wasn't that great to be a four, I thought, uh, but that's but gonna say, good. sorry, it was still good, yeah, it was still good, it wasn't it was better than double or nothing, that's for sure, I but um, this one this will take us over to uh. Fucking blood and guts, which we saw which took like the whole second hour of dynamite. Um, what did you think of this, man? Um, I thought it was great to be honest because I knew 
coming into this match exactly what it was going to be. And there is it there is a very big awkwardness though. Um I find a lot that's the only thing I don't like about this is I feel like they don't it's really awkward to work two rings it seems. Yeah. And there's like a lot of imagination coming out, but sometimes it doesn't it doesn't go that well. So I like the very start of the match was kind of weird with the Sammy Guevara Cesaro thing where he's like jumping over. I don't know. It looked awkward. Um, but other it was like six v six, wasn't it? Like a yeah. Don't... Well, it, it goes like that man advantage. I think it started off with Cesaro and Guevara, and then after Dan- Daniel Garcia. Yeah, Daniel Garcia came out, and so so far and so forth until so everyone came out, but. Uh, it was insane. I, I saw that they tried some new camera work where they had like the two ring side of the rings on on the TV. Uh, right. So it was cool. It was dope, dude. It was a lot of crazy stuff. There's a lot of bad stuff in there. I'm not gonna lie, just because it's, it's like I said, it's a little awkward. But all in all, it was a it was the train wreck I knew it was gonna be. Um, <laughs> and. It was crazy, dude. There was one point when when um, Moxley brought out glass, and I didn't even fucking know he brought out glass. They had to talk about it again. And then there was a point when he brought out the thumbtacks, and then fucking uh, Jericho was dragging him through the thumbtacks, and he was doing submission moves. Um, what's the dude from the Jericho? Um, I- I'm not good with their names. The- they were 2.0. It's the Magic Mike. Was it the Blockhead? The Blockhead. Mike so. Menard or, or Magic Mike Menard or something like that. Okay, him. He bleeds like fucking crazy. He does. He takes so much money. Like he was the one that, that I think Moxley was doing like a submission on him on the fucking thumbtacks. So he's having Damn. to hold himself up in thumbtacks. He's he's fucking awesome for that. It was just Um There's so many things that happened in the match, but the ending the ending was the crazy part. Um and this is where the story, you can see the storyline going from there. And probably Dan, um, Brian Danielson would have been in this spot um, if he wasn't injured. Uh, but Cesaro was trying to submit. Who was it from the, that he was trying to submit? Dude, that ending was flat. He was, um, he had, are you talking about the ending at the top of the cage? Yeah, Magic Mike, right? Um... Yeah, and then Kingston had Jericho in some other like arm bar. Yeah, I don't so know what it's called. And Cesaro and the other dude tapped. He tapped, and so Eddie Kingston's all pissed off because he wanted to tap out Jericho because this was pretty much his their feud, and so he I guess he right. wanted it end with him winning, but Cesaro winning made him all pit like kind of in a like it upset him, but I feel like it made him more mad than he was actually showing there and that's probably going to be seen that's why that's what the storyline i think is going to happen going forward well so i actually like i kind of thought that like when i saw it i thought they fucked up i thought like they ended it before and i was like man maybe they were both supposed to tap at the same time and the other guy thought that jericho was already tapping so he just tapped so they had to call it but then then the commentators are saying like, "Oh, well, Eddie Kingston doesn't like Claudio, and we know their history." I'm like, "No, we fucking don't." But well, they've uh, been alluding to it ever since um, the match earlier, 
like the one on Forbidden Door. And yeah, like, Extramet like, says something like that, but, but did it like, happen in Ring of Honor? It didn't matter. They were bringing it up already, and they brought it up at the beginning of Dynamite also. So they were trying okay, to find but... that seed. Like, because they don't have that. I think that's why they were saying it, and that's why I'm going to give it a little bit of the benefit of the doubt because we didn't see it, but because they were continuously planting that seed because they had to. Because not everyone has seen that shit. Not everyone knows what's going on. And they know right. that they're planning it. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah. All I'm saying is, if it did happen in Ring of Honor, and it's not too late to do this, since you own the Ring of Honor video library now, wouldn't it hurt? Does it hurt to like just fucking show some video footage of that so that people or the casual fan knows like oh okay well there's a video of them they used to have some kind of issue uh instead of just talking about it on tv because a lot of the stuff that they say like sometimes you don't pick up on it or you forget like a video package or something sticks more with the fan you know and you remember like oh yeah well you know they already have an issue. I don't know if that happened in Ring of Honor, though. It might have happened in some other... Yeah, I don't know independent. either. It, it could have been that it that it actually started in a different independent. And I don't know. Like, Does does that make you think that they don't have those rights yet? Maybe everything's not sealed and dealed? Like, they I think they're they just not doing it. I, I think they're just not doing it, bro, because like, think about all the Ring of Honor guys they have there and people that have had rivalries before. Um... Like, dude, show us something. I mean, have they showed anything at all? Like, of any kind of view? I, I think they've only showed what was recent, and that was just, like, stills. Not really anything. Um, but I'm not sure. Well, hey, though. Um, get... Sorry. Yeah, go ahead. I was going to say, um, not to get too much into this match, because it was, honestly, I watched, I actually streamed it, so I had to watch the whole thing, even, like, through picture-in-picture. Picture. It's like, it's like not picture in picture. Like you can still watch it. They're like, "Oh, we'll be right back," or or whatever the fuck. And then you start, you're still seeing what's going on. And oh, then right. the commentators even talking it, and I'm like, oh, the fuck, cool. yeah. And then and then they come back and they're like, "Oh, we got a uh, bloody guts going on here," or whatever the fuck. And then you're like, "Okay, I think they just came back from break." But it doesn't cut away. That's it doesn't cool. go to picture in picture. It's weird. I know um, my cousin watches streams like that. Um, and uh, there's yeah. basketball streams like that, bro. Like um, sometimes when I would stream the Mavs um, during the commercial, you can see like the court still like them in the timeout or whatever, whatever they're doing on the court, like a game or something. So I just wanted to point that out, like the wrestling streams. <laughs> yeah, I had to fucking watch something. I don't think they're all they're all like that, but that's cool, dude. If you're able to see all that, I, I wish I yeah. could because picture in picture fucks me up, dude. I don't pay attention. That's why I didn't know that Moxie put out the glass because I think he did it during picture in picture. And then they were calling for Claudio in like um like we want Claudio or something like that uh, before he even went in the mat. Oh no, wait. No, no, no. They were calling him or something, and then they came back, and then they made a reference like, oh, during the commercial, Claudio was getting, you know, um, something from the chance, and I'm like, I heard that. I was like, I didn't know that was a commercial. That's when I kind of realized that I was watching the whole match. Yeah, it's a trip, but I just wanted to point that out. I wish I could have seen that. Yeah, that's pretty dope. But, um, 
Yeah, like and a uh, and a special shout out. Maybe they're not really that special. No one he doesn't care at this point. But Sammy Guevara falling off the off the cage, that was fucking dope. I enjoyed that. I don't know about you. Um I mean it was good, but it was cool when it happened. It was at least it looked better than Jericho shit. Oh yeah. Gotta be better than that. I just that moment with Jericho just kinda rubbed me the wrong way, man, with these with AEW dives. I don't know. It's just it all seems phony to me now. Did you like the Matt Hardy one when he fell down? Hit his head. Which one? <laughs> oh, that was real. That was what you want him to be like that then? Well, at least make it look like you got fucked ah. up. Like <laughs> the Jericho shit looked phony as fuck, dude. Ah, man, I mean it was I mean, you know it is, so yeah, I, I get you. I get it. it does take you out of it, but at that point, I'm like, well, yeah, of course, no shit. I I can't take that out of my head. Like, yeah, they're gonna make it safe. They're not gonna drop a guy twenty and feet then, off a fucking building. <laughs> or something. And then they were bringing up. They're like, oh, this reminds me of uh, General's, like, um, you know, some night in 1998 or whatever. Like, and then they're talking about the mankind. Yes, I'm like, bro, don't compare that to this. Like, come on. Yeah, it's a little weird, but I uh, I don't care. <laughs> Think about that. Oh, and then another guy was hanging, uh, like on the outside, like in the middle, on the outside with his legs, like um, they were stuck on the thing. I don't know if you saw that, and he's he was like hanging from it. Might have been during picture in picture, but I think I remember that. It sounds familiar. Um, not from the cage though, right? Like from the inside. Um, like not from he uh, he, he was on the outside in the middle. In the middle of one of the poles, and he he was hanging down like on the monkey bars, basically. Oh, okay, I think I've yeah, there's a lot but, of shit that happened. But this match, um, I do you think it's over or like the rivalry? I would hope so. Yeah, dude, I think it is. Um, and I think that uh, what's it called? Like I said, I think the storyline now going forward is going to be Eddie Kingston and and Cesaro and probably Moxley in the middle between both. Of them. Uh, Brian Danielson, I think they're still gonna. Continue that because I think Brian referenced um he referenced Eddie in that fucking segment he did where he announced that he wasn't gonna be in the match against Zack Saber Jr. Yeah. He referenced something about Eddie, so I know they're not done there. Um so it yeah. Could, it could lead to a tag match from with uh Eddie Kingston and Moxley versus Cesaro or sorry, Claudio and Brian. Um that could have actually always been the goal and have uh, Claudio actually come in, uh, actually debut later on. Right. But since Brian got injured, maybe they bumped up the, the Claudio. Um, and that's just speculation. I, that's not anything true. But from what you're telling me or from what I'm just saying, just thinking about it out loud, that's how I see it. And that's what I see. Well, this is the last thing I'll say about this whole kind of subject, but um, Moxley, I'm kind of worried about how his um, second title reign is going to go, just because, like, it in the fucking blood and guts, it didn't feel like he was the world champion to me. Like, um, this is this is kind of weird that I point this out, but but I'm gonna point it out anyways. But usually, the last person that comes out in the match is like the fucking top baby face like or the champion like the guy that's going to get everybody kind of going and it wasn't Moxley in this match it was Eddie Kingston and like I don't know man it just 
even if Eddie was super over, like more over than fucking Moxley, which I think he is, um, Moxley should have been the last guy to go in there. He's the fucking champ, you know? Like, that might be me just fucking nitpicking, but I feel that, you know? My only thing with that is that, um, it's the story. It just, it just, I think they, they catered to the story in that. Whether it was good or bad, I don't know. Um, I still enjoyed what I saw. I, I can see what you, what you mean by Moxley not feeling like the champion in that match. It did feel like that. And I think the only, uh, I think it's because he never was meant to be champion going into that. You know, they, they yeah. had announced Blood and Guts before CM Punk even announced that he was injured. So that all fucked up everything. So yeah, um, this match wasn't for Moxley. He wasn't meant to be the big one. It was supposed to be the last to the anticipation of Eddie Kingston finally getting into the match. That's what it built up to. Um, because that's Fuck what yeah. all the fans wanted. And that's when the match started. Because that was the feud. That was really what was going on. So they played towards the feud, which I thought, I think, was a better idea than having to play to um, who's, holding the, who's holding the top prop. Sorry to say it like that, for disrespect. No, but it's no, yeah, and also like, dude, that match was—it's already long as it is because there was—they uh, usually do like five on fives. I don't know if you notice this, and like war games is usually like four on four. They did six v six here because uh, Sammy Guevara was added to the Jericho's group, but um, they did a six v six, and you had to wait for everybody to come out, and then, dude, when everybody was already out, when Eddie came out that you mentioned. There was still another like twenty some minutes on top of that before the match or before the show ended. Um, like why, bro? Like, like I, as everybody's starting to come in, it's building, right? It's building and it's building to the end when everybody's finally in. Dude, that part should be like ten minutes max. Um, you know, it's probably because of the commercials. It doesn't feel that way. I see. Because, like, I'm watching it with a commercial break. And, yeah, they have picture-in-picture, picture, but, like I said, for me, it's real hard to even pay attention during picture-in-picture. Picture. Um, Why don't they make a pay-per-view out of this, man? So we don't have to fucking go through commercials of this... Mi- this is a big match. I feel like... Like, dude, this is fucking... It didn't take away. If anything, from what it sounds like, it kind of enhanced it a little bit. Because if I'm not paying attention on that match when it comes back on, I'm like, oh shit, what the fuck is going on? It kept me, inter- it kept me entertained. Like that's all I'm saying. But at least it, it meant something. This this was blood and guts, and it was it felt yeah. like it was blood and guts. You know, it felt like a big event. It and, did feel uh, like a big event, but and wait, I've got to talk about this a little bit, right? Did it happen? Mm-hmm. It did. All right, let's let's finish up with blood and guts. So what's your what's your take though? But I I get it, man. Um, I get it. But it did feel like an actual event. It it, it did. Um, I, I wasn't a big fan of who was in the match and how it came about because, you know, uh, that's just another a whole another subject. But um, it did feel like a big event. You're like, you know, oh, it's bloody guts tonight or whatever. Um, but yeah, it is what it is. Um, I hope we're done with the. Jericho, I hope just I hope we're just done with Jericho to be you know <laughs> done with him. But 
Um, let's, how about let's move on. Just an honorable, honorable mention. This is what I want to talk about. Dude, okay. Christian. Oh my god. Christian. And then Luchasaurus coming out like with Kane music. Bro, I, was, I... Hey man, we caught this. We we kind of did, but like without the did. joke in it. You know? Because yeah. we threw in the Tyson Tomko joke, but this is basically what we're seeing. Dude, it's it's great. It's pretty great. I wish that he would take off his mask, but they want to keep it on. Fuck it. it. It didn't take away. He looked like a beast. They did a squash match, which I was I was happy about. And this is Christian is going to be that top tier heel that he needs to be. And he's going to be taking uh, Luchasaurus. Dude, and the new look for him too, Luchasaurus. I dig it. Just all straight black, black and white, right? White. Um, no, it's all black, right? Uh, it's like it's like yeah all black but it's got some shiny kind of to it i think the mask is kind of maybe like matte black i'm thinking or i'm not sure but it's dope uh, so jungle boy is supposed to be injured i don't know how real that injury is they said injury yeah good because we're gonna need some time to build luchasaurus back up man build him up but also um the reason why i'm saying i'm not sure about the injury like how real it is um, it could be real. It could be. It could also be like benign, where it's like not even that bad. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, oh, I have a shoulder soreness, need a rest for a little bit. But I think it also could be like, yo, drunk boy, go out there, like, you know, look like a star, <laughs> like, like yeah. just bulk up a little bit, maybe, just a little bit. I'm saying a shit ton. He's. I, I can't wait, man, for uh, for the payoff for this match and. Uh... Where they go from here, I don't Are know if Lucha's the betrayal, the betrayal that 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 Jungle Boy's gonna have for Luchasaurus doing what he's doing, dude. Yeah, like it just kind of happened. He was like, okay, like I'll fucking join up with you, Christian. <laughs> but um, I can't wait to see the like I said, the payoff for this rivalry. And uh, I don't know if Luchasaurus is gonna be as successful without christian in the future but let's see how long he can you know do this run for and i'm excited i'm actually excited man about the dinosaur finally meaning something i just hope that that uh that it's not like he's gonna add more people and add more people like i don't need another faction i just need a manager and a wrestler which this yeah. is gonna be great um i i'm i'm waiting week by week i just want to see what christian does every week now it's gonna be awesome um this can go they on. They better is- not start adding people. You're right. Like yeah, that's the only thing. That's the only thing that can ruin this at this point. Um, oh, man. But I, I don't think they will because I think they're gonna build up Luchasaurus. He's gonna be a big deal. Maybe even TNT champion. Yeah. So that we can have Jungle Boy or Jack Perry. He- however, he wants to come back. He might come back as Jack Perry. Um, you never know. Especially because Christian's talking about his dad. On oh shit. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> Did he say something about he like he's he feels he feels sorry that they're not all dead his whole family? Yeah, he's like, yeah, I'm sorry, Jungle Boy, that your that all your family's not already dead or something like that. I was like, <laughs> damn. I was like I was that. Speaking it back, bro. I was shook. Okay, bro. Yeah. <laughs> it, was awesome, <laughs> it was so fucking great. Like, I mean, it's, it's bad, it's really bad. But like, it was like, oh my god, only Christian man, only Christian. Dude, this was um, 
uh, one of the high points of the show because this is fucking great. Like the fact that they did this, um, and Jungle Boy could come back as Jack Perry. I think that would make a lot of sense. But um, I'm excited. Uh, it, it's it's exciting times. All right, let's go ahead. We're gonna transition now from AEW to to WWE and to some I'm greener pastures. Release my horrible reins. I've been doing horrible this whole time. But Dan, kick this one off. Alrighty. So, um, like I said, we're moving on to some more greener pastures. And when I mean green, I mean as in money, money in the bank. Uh, you like what I what I did there? But uh, oh, it's <laughs> a. So we we're gonna go ahead and kick things off with the women's Money in the Bank ladder match, which um, we had uh, Alexa Bliss, Liv Morgan, Oscar, Raquel Rodriguez, Lacey Evans, Shitzy or Shotzi, I'm sorry, and Becky Lynch. Um, and honestly, man, this match was like a clusterfuck for the most part, but um, I think the right person won. Which was Liv Morgan, and I told you, man. I texted you. I yeah. texted you before the show. It was like it's her time, man. This is it. And you were like, Liv Morgan doesn't deserve shit. I was like, damn. <laughs> I didn't say, did say that. It was funny, but boy, was I wrong. Um, but uh, I, I, I'm not too into Liv Morgan. Never have been really. Um, I always thought she looked cool, but that's pretty much where it ended. Um, for me. But um, not bad, and uh, I'm I'm happy to see where it goes from there. From here, um, we'll talk more about it later. But I will say, um, fuck, never it, mind. It, it's point. I want to point out that every time Lacey Evans um, tried to like uh, attempt a, a a climb, they booed. The shit out of her, dude. She's looking like she was being a heel in this match. Like I don't think she knows how to work as a babyface. I don't think so either. She's a natural heel, and I can tell. I could tell because there were some points when she was like, kind of working the crowd a little bit, almost like I don't care if you're booing me. Like I'm gonna do this. Kind of like that seems a little heelish to me. You know? Um, yeah. She's and- better. And this this character would be a better heel than her um, Southern Belle character. Mm, I don't know, man. I I was starting to kind of like Lacey back then. I liked um, that punch that she would. Uh, she still do. Doesn't. Yeah, but I, I I don't like her anymore. That's the thing. And Morgan, um, I do want to point out some other things though from the show because I mean from the match because fucking Lacey Evans. She's a lost cause at this point. Um, but I don't think so. I think if she turns think so? heel, I think now thinking more. Um, I think if she turns heel in this character, I think it'll be a better success than what they're trying to do. You know what she could say? She could be like, you know what? Like I've been through all this shit that I've been talking about every fucking week, and y'all have it. Like y'all wouldn't be able to go through what I've been through, and just you know, fucking snap, man. That's the only way it would work. That's what I'm saying. Like this character would be the like would be perfect as a heel. It'd be perfect. Yeah. Okay. Um right. And I want to point out also uh Liv Morgan delivered a uh, pretty great sunset flip powerbomb from the top of the ladder to Evans. 
scary. Uh, probably a good, you know, it was a good spot. I don't know if you remember that spot, but uh, it was scary. And then uh, there was a top of the ladder leg drop from Becky Lynch to Asuka, Ugh, like who was she was sprawled on the other um, bridge under another ladder. Where the fuck? Um, Shotzi should have done a senton instead of a fucking leg drop. It would have looked better and probably not hurt Asuka as much because it looked like she hurt Asuka pretty bad. But I could, yeah, she could be selling it really well. But how much can you sell that? I think she just fell on one side. I think you got worked. I could have been, bro, but it looked ugly. <laughs> it, just, it looked ugly for both of them because then she just hit straight ladder after that. Uh, Raquel looked fucking strong. She uh, suplexed Lynch and Morgan onto a ladder. Uh, both of both of them, she fucking suplexed them into uh, a fucking ladder. Um, Shotzi and Bliss had an ugly moment in which one of the ladders did not cooperate leading to the ladder ending up crashing into the weapon back and hit first. Yeah, that was, uh, was uh, Shotzi had a lot of awkward moments with the ladders and <laughs> fucking Corey Graves kept saying the same shit every single time. It was terrible, man. It was pretty bad. And then she hit the back of her head on the ladder, um, which was pretty gnarly. And her face looked really weird at the end of the match. I, I thought I was the only one that noticed it. I saw some some tweets about it. Um, well, just really one, <laughs> another one, well, at least someone else saw it too, but her face looked all fucked up. It could have, you said that you did yeah. makeup, but I didn't see the point and it looked like, like in different spots in her head. So where did the makeup come from? It just looked like, all it, smeared and shit. And like, to me, it looked like, like bruises. It didn't look like smeared makeup to me. It just uh, really weird. There was a lot more going on that was fucked up about Shotzi besides her makeup there, but in this match, she was, um, I thought she was terrible. Uh, but we got to the ending. Becky Lynch ends up dumping um, off uh, Shotzi, Raquel, Lacey, and Alexa off the ladder, but she does not get the briefcase as Morgan cut her off in a great dramatic finish. And finally, my God, finally, Liv Morgan is Miss Money in the Bank. And, bro, I was so proud. I was so proud. I've been a Liv Morgan supporter since, not, not since day one, since she started on her own. I remember it being like uh, around WrestleMania 36, the COVID year. That's when I was like, I think Liv Morgan can be a champ one day. And we'll get to that part of the show. But. Man, what did you think of this moment? Because I know you've had some doubts about her. I want to hear yeah. what you think. Well, like I said earlier, um, you know, I didn't really, I don't really care for her too much. I still wow. kind of don't. I still kind of don't. But like, I can appreciate the moment. I did notice because I did get spoiled this before. We, I got spoiled this match because I didn't watch it live. Wow. Um, so I knew she, that she was going to win. But me knowing that, she totally was. Like if unless you probably like know or like make it maybe like you speculate a lot and you saw it you're like that's a little weird why is she crying when she's coming out because she was crying when she was coming out to the ring and I feel like yeah it just I feel like they were ribbing her or like someone else was supposed to be the winner and then they told her like last minute because I hear so many stories about Vince McMahon doing that to a lot of people so like wow maybe they told her right before that she was gonna win the Money in the Bank. Do you think and, they told uh, her about winning the championship later? 
I don't think so. Maybe she maybe they just started off with Money in the Bank, and then she went out there and won it, and then maybe they told her that other part later. Um, but well, let's, I I, let's, I think that's what they told her because she came out and she was crying. That's all I noticed. So I was like, damn, she she got told. She definitely got told at that point. I mean, she always just looks very um, happy, you know. No, she was crying, bro. She was crying. <laughs> but uh, might as well, since we're already on the subject, uh, let's just talk about the uh, SmackDown women's match, um, which we saw Ronda Rousey defending against Natalia. Um, as far as the match goes, before we go back to Liv, what were your thoughts on Ronda Rousey and how she uh, performed in this match with Natalia? Bro, I, I told you I skipped this match. You skipped this match? Okay. <laughs> Leave this in. <laughs> I, did not, <laughs> I did not watch this match because I did not watch it live. Okay, so I did not have to sit through it, and I didn't want to sit through another Ronda Rousey match. I'm not. I don't care for Ronda Rousey. Yeah, me I'm sorry. So I didn't care about it so much. I didn't want to see it on pay per view, so I skipped it forward. And then I saw like I was like at the ending, ending, and I was like, oh shit! And I had to rewind it. I was like, what am I seeing? <laughs> so I rewind it to the perfect point to where like. Liv Morgan was running out. That's that's. I didn't see the match at all, dude. I think um, I know Ronda was already like hurt from the match, but I don't think Natalia did like an after the match attack. I don't remember that, but um, Ronda was weak, uh, or she was uh, obviously tired from the match and hurt. She was hurt from. I'm guessing like a like a just a submission attempt during the match or maybe was she working her leg the whole time i think she was grabbing her arm or something like that oh i thought she was limping at the end Uh, i thought she was limping oh no no, it was the knee i'm sorry because i'm gonna get to the finish there so yeah because liv comes out right and i'm like holy shit and honestly there was a thought just one thought that just kind of briefly ran through my head earlier after the money in the back ladder match right but before this ending match where i was like man what if Liv cashes it in on ronda then she can go to smackdown like they'd probably could use another star on smackdown right in that division and then but i didn't really think it was gonna happen it was just a thought and then when it was happening i was like holy shit like this is happening so um dude right away they were booing because ronda got her into the uh ankle lock like almost immediately they were booing they were like no like she better not fucking tap and i was like dude if she fucking taps right now i'm gonna be pissed (laughs) and then she fucking yeah she fucking hits um the knee uh as she's like dangling there she's like you know in the ankle lock with her other leg she fucking kicks ronda's knee which was you know hurt from the match and Mm -hmm. then ronda stumbles then they do a roll-up and Liv beats her with a roll-up and dude like just great storytelling there i thought um they go back to the knee right the purpose of the match so yeah ah great shit man fucking love that moment it was cool i i couldn't believe it it was a i i like it because the surprise factor because i didn't see it coming at all even though they talked about it it once it happened i was like oh wow they're copying the alexa bliss thing because alexa bliss did it i guess not copying Sure, uh, Kane did it too, so I can say they're copying Kane if I felt like it, but um, either way, um, it was cool, it was a cool moment at that point. It was a cool moment. The first, like winning the money in the bank thing, 
Um, didn't care to, for it too much, but when she won the title, I was like, oh, wow, that's fucking, that's fucking dope. That's just cool. Yeah, I didn't think, um, I honestly thought that she was going to hold on to it for a while to, to see if, like, she picks up any more momentum now with the briefcase. Um, because, like, she's, she's liked, but I don't, I wouldn't say she's, like, fucking super over. She's definitely not, but I feel like she can get there. Um, and we're just kind of waiting for that breakthrough moment. I hope this is it for Liv Morgan. Like, I hope this was the moment. Um, that remains to be seen, but I'm excited to see what she does as a champion, who they, I, man, they better have some uh, solid opponents for her ready, because if not, this could be a total flop, and that division's already weak as it is. Well, they have, they, they could definitely, um, do more even though she'd be losing i don't think it's a i don't think it's gonna hinder her um because her character needs to change before anything else um raquel they can have her be her first opponent she's still she she works really good and it's i feel like it's always better to see like the smaller wrestler versus the bigger wrestler especially for Liv morgan she does better with that because then she can do more looks like she can do more at least you know well i i think um Raquel would be good. You you got to think they're going to do her and Ronda at SummerSlam, but I dude, I thought I didn't see Ronda losing the title right now. I thought they were going to run back with Charlotte or something. I mean, that would be the only formidable opponent that you could put with Ronda at the time, right, that we were thinking. Because uh, we didn't know Liv was going to get thrown into this shuffle. Um, we thought maybe Bailey would come back at some point and be maybe in that division. I don't know, but um Charlotte, I mean, you gotta bring back Charlotte. Uh do they put Bailey on Raw, SmackDown? Who knows? Who knows? And and it could be this could be um the turning point for Rhonda too. She could be changing from face to heel. I mean they could do that too. It would be better. Um but yeah, yeah. we don't know what's gonna go on. So we'll see. Dude, honestly, like so much that we shit on WWE sometimes, like there's actually a lot of things that have happened recently or like that happened where we don't know what's going to happen. And that like, that's good. Us not knowing what they're like different ways that they could go. Yeah. I feel like is fucking great, but yeah, moving on. Um, let's move over to the all women's uh, championship match since we were already um, we were in that. All women's. That's right. So we had Bianca Belair. I'm sorry. You're skipping one match. We'll get back to it. I just, you know, want to cover this since we're already talking about the women. Oh, um, Bianca Belair uh, defends against Carmella. I wasn't excited about this match, but Actually, Bianca what? Belair. Sorry. Wasn't like super excited, but I was like looking forward to seeing the match because I actually like Carmella. Like I, I like her character. She plays a good character. I, I don't like her character. I hate her character. Um, but I like to see her wrestle. I, I think she's underrated as a wrestler. Not saying she's like the fucking shit. Like she's the best thing in the world. But I feel like she's a good like upper mid card women's wrestler for their division for sure. Um, no, yeah, for sure. I mean, I think she's underrated also, to be honest. I would that but I wasn't excited for the match just because of how Carmella has been booked. But I feel like she can really get like some real heat. 
when she's on the mic. She just has like that face, like you just want to hate her. But I think that. But yeah. um, and, and in the ring, man, she's not terrible. She's pretty solid, to be honest. She's not uh, great, but she's you know she can get by for sure. I feel like people sleep on her. I, I don't think like I feel like getting by is like she can go. Like she, she's go. solid. She's solid. I wouldn't say just like getting by. That's all. Uh, <laughs> like I don't know. That's, that's that's a stupid. That's a stupid nitpick. nitpick. <laughs> um, nothing. 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 I'm sorry. <laughs> but, well, but I uh, would, she could be put in this position though. Like when somebody goes down, because obviously we were gonna see Rhea and Bianca. Mm-hmm. Um. You put her, you just slide her into this match. You know she's going to put on a solid match, which is what happened. But yeah, I agree with what you're saying. And Bianca looked like a fucking star after this match. Like, even more than what she was already to me. Uh, This was a great match for her, too. Like, they both... They both look strong. Both of them. It's great. Um, Yeah. I can't... I love her, man. It was a great match. Um, All in all. C-plus grade on here. Well, fuck you, dude. I feel like it was at least a B plus. Um, yeah. I mean, it was it was good. I'd give it like a a C plus is actually accurate. So, nah, um, at least like a, a strong B. Mm, not, a, not a B plus. I'm gonna drop it down to plus. Well, anyway. <laughs> moving on, <laughs> moving on to the next match here. We we had the United States Championship match. Bobby Lashley, uh, challenging Theory. Austin Theory uh, for the United States Championship. So, um, honestly, man, it was a good match. Um, what did you think of the match before I give my take on this? All right, man. That's what I say. It was a good match. Um, it wasn't amazing. It wasn't spectacular. Um, it has a B grade on here. I don't think. I think it's a swap. I think it was C plus. Um, <laughs> I think it had a good match. Um, I think Bobby Lashley winning was was pretty great. I didn't. I couldn't see Theory winning the match without him cheating in any way and then continuing the feud. And it's kind of weird because I was like, beforehand, I was like, I don't know how they should continue this feud. I think, like, I don't feel like Theory should lose, but I don't feel like Bobby Lashley should lose. Like, it was a weird match. Yeah, Um, that's how I feel, Ben. Um, I was actually very disappointed when he lost. I wasn't too badly disappointed, um, but I was I was wondering. I was like, okay, well, where, where are we gonna go from here? Um, I thought it was cool that he kind of stole Bobby's finisher. I thought he was gonna win with that finisher, and he didn't. It was pretty cool. Um, it was a great match. Uh, good match. I won't say great match. I feel like <laughs> it was a good match. Yeah, I thought it was um, a good match too. I won't say great, but I was just kind of like. Oh, okay. Like this is what we're doing. Like Austin Theory already gonna lose the title. Like what happened to John Cena? What happened to uh you know US title match against him at SummerSlam or something? Mm-hmm. Um, I was I was just about done with WWE, and we'll get to the main event here soon. But um, just to talk about this match uh, alone, uh, Bobby, it was a good moment for Bobby. Uh, I'm happy with it now just because of what we got later, but um, Theory, man. Wow. What a fucking... He's gonna be a fucking star. Like, this match, he's so fucking smooth in that ring. Um, Man, I love Theory. 
but yeah, big he's fan. Great. He's great. But uh, moving on to before we get to our main event, we had the unified WWE Tag Team Championship match: the Street Profits challenging the Usos, the Ones. Um, man, those boys went out there and stole the damn show. Like, yeah. what a fucking match! And this is honestly the match that you could look at the card before, and you're like, this is gonna be the probably the best match, wrestling match. Uh, of the card, um, I don't know if it was that fucking backlash where they had another match, um, but or if it was on Raw or whenever I saw it. I know I had seen them have a a tag team title match uh, not mm-hmm. too long ago. That match was great. Like anytime these two teams are in the ring, dude, they just keep getting better and better. They keep you know one upping the fucking match before, um. Dude, I mean, the high spot with uh, fucking Ford diving, you know, from the corner, like, to yeah. the outside. Like, dude, that was fucking insane. Like, the the close fucking finishes, like, bro, probably the best tag match of the year that we're going to see. And that's saying a lot, because yeah, FTR, the Briscoes. I mean... FTR and Briscoes, FTR and Bucks is good too, um, but like this is definitely gonna be the best WWE tag team match for sure of the year. I don't see another tag match being better than this one unless they run it back and it's even better. Dude, it was a great match and everyone looked strong in this match. Like Montez Ford, Dawkins, um, they both look great. Dawkins looked especially great. Um, I feel like he's been stepping up a lot. Um, more recently, like his stuff seems a lot more smooth. Like his stuff that he does specifically, you know. Yeah, um, he's really getting into the groove, and I, I dig it. I dig it so much because everyone looks like they're meant to be there now. Like, it, it's great. And then Montez Ford, he's he's a star. Like you said, he's a fucking star, dude. Everything that he's doing right now, um, I can definitely see him going on on a good singles run. But damn, dude, the Usos. They they just kill it every single time, and they know how to. They're like the the perfect heel tag team right now. That they're the top heel tag team out there. Dude, the Usos and I I, I talked about it earlier. Uh, talking about FTR, dude, the Usos are the best tag team in the world. Like they're so in sync with each other. Like it's fucking crazy. I don't know if it's because they're twins or they just been doing this for so long or what it is but they're fucking wow usos and ftr let's run it back let's let's do it again they've done it Dude, before. forbidden door imagine like forbidden that door. having that match just have the usos there that's all you need like uh, forbidden door just the usos and then any other tag team because right now they're better than the young bucks oh yeah i, I don't even and uh i want to talk about it but that like young bucks aren't bad. Like they're they're fucking great. They're top four, for sure. It's 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 Usos, FTR, Young Bucks, and Briscoes. Dude, and, I I like to imagine sometimes what like your top three teams would be, like in a promotion, so that it can all lead up to like a classic TLC match because that's that's what the original TLC match was about. Like. The Dudleys, the Hardys, Edge and Christian, they had already been feuding with each other for months. 
and it led up to that fucking you know triple threat ladder match or whatever it was. Um, yeah, I think. Imagine if FTR, Young Bucks, and Usos in that. No, no, no. Imagine if FTR was still in WWE and they were having matches, uh, you know, here and there, like good matches, and they were feuding with each other again, and then it leads up to like. Street Profits, Usos, and FTR in that, dude. Imagine the spots with a guy like Ford in there. Uh, you have the Hard Hitters, which are like the Dudleys. You have FTR right in there. Um, the Usos are kind of like um, fucking the Hardies, you know, with the... They can do high-flying shit, too. Um, just think about how great that would be, man, if, if it only just happened, right, in, in a perfect world. I don't even think you have to compare. I feel like it would just be a great match, a great TLC match, because it's just great teams. Like you don't have to even compare them because they they would fit into this role, the Dudley role, the, the that role. Like it would just be like this era's, this generation's Hardy's. Yeah. Game. But it's FTR doing FTR's shit with a uh, with TLC all into it. Usos, um, Street Profits. It would just be perfect. It would be. Um, Imagine, bro. Like fuck. Right. It's unfortunate that FTR didn't work out for them, but. but if like a forbidden door type of deal, instead of the street profits, the young bucks in there, it would be fucking killer. Dude, we should. I'm announcing it right now for next episode. We should come up with a fantasy card if it were to happen right now in this moment. WWE versus AW, and let's do like eight matches or six or so. pick a number, right? Okay. And let's just fucking book it. We'll both come out with our our match card, and we'll each go through them, and you know we'll fucking do that. That'd be fun. Think who um, the winner will be. We'll, we'll see who can convince one another. Nah, nah, we'll do it. We'll do it. That sounds cool. That sounds dope. We should definitely do it. We could plan um, it for next week. So, anyways, but going back to our pay per view here, um, uh. I don't have nothing much else to say about that match besides it was just fucking great. Match of the night for sure. Any for last sure. comments before we move on to the main event? It's gonna it's definitely gonna continue. It's not the last match for sure. Um Montez Ford shoulders up. They talked about it. They they're making it quite clear that his shoulder was up at the end of the match. Um, even did a replay on it, a little spotlight on it. So this ain't the last match. So we should see some more greatness in the future. Yeah, and I can't wait for that. And now we get to the main events. So um, originally, we were going to have a seven-man Money in the Bank ladder match for the men's here. And we had Seth Rollins, which was a heavy favorite going into this match. Uh, Riddle was another possible uh, winner in this one, I thought. Uh, We had Amos. Almost a wrestler. We never really thought he almost had a chance in this match. Uh, Sheamus uh, was in there. That was going to be fun since we had McIntyre as well in that match. So you know there's going to be some hard hitting. Uh, and then Sami Zayn, which I thought was interesting because if he did win it, he could. He said he was going to hold on to it for a year so that nobody gets to cash in on Roman. Sure. I thought that was interesting, but... I didn't see him winning more than Rollins and Riddle. And then we had Mad Cat Moss, who was thrown in there, I believe, on SmackDown, like, kind of last minute. Um, And then we have Adam Pearce coming out once they're all in the ring. Says that there's going to be one more person in the match, and that was Austin Theory. 
Um, commentators are already like, what? This has to be, you know, a Vince McMahon thing. Like, you got to think, right? Um, so that's kind of, uh, I was like, damn, okay, like, they're doing this. So I want to get your thoughts. What did you think when Theory was coming out? And, uh, you know, before we get into the match here. Man, um, I, I got to say, I got spoiled this one, too. Really? Yeah, dude, I, w- I went right on. I, I wasn't thinking, and I think I was watching the event, right? And mm-hmm. then I just went on Facebook for like two seconds, and the first thing that popped up was him on top of the ladder, and I was like, motherfucker. Um, wow. I, like, I don't remember him being in the match. And then I saw how it happened, and I was like, oh, you know what? Oh, okay, that's cool, that's cool. <laughs> then I just watched the match. <laughs> but they... I told this this a little earlier, and I'm gonna go into a part of the match. But McIntyre and fucking Sheamus were beating the shit out of him on the ropes. <laughs> he did not look like he was having a good time. Yeah, and, and McIntyre looked like he was having a great time beating the shit out of him. Dude, um, that was great, and I just think uh, I was a lot happier um, now. Because of what had happened uh, in the U.S. Championship match, I wasn't so happy about that. So, theory getting thrown into this match, I was like, okay, like, is he gonna win it? Like, is this his moment? But then, you're still kind of feeling like Rollins is gonna win. And then, throughout the match, you start to think maybe Riddle, you know, he's super over right now. Like, all, all the shit he's doing here in this match is, you know, getting a good reaction. So, um... Man, I mean, I th- honestly thought this was the best Money in the Bank ladder match I've seen in a, in a long time that I remember. Um, had a lot of good spots in it. Uh, I was kind of really pulling for Riddle there, man. And then he did that fucking yeah. floating bro from the from the top of the ladder onto everybody. That was pretty great bro. to see. But um, <laughs> anything you want else you want to add to? the match before we get talk about the finish. You know what? I think almost actually looked pretty good in the match. Um, he did what he could. They threw all the ladders on him, which I thought was funny. Um, but like, I mean, they had to do it. They had to do something to put him down. Um, I think they used him well enough. There was a spot where he fell off the ladder and it looked really weird because he didn't really fall off the ladder. <laughs> um, but it, you know, it, it's, I try not to worry about it too much. <laughs> At least this go around. Um, but yeah, I, I can see almost like they're they're trying to build them a different way, which I like what they're trying to do. We'll see if they can do it because so far it's been shit. But um, the match was actually pretty great, dude. Your Madcap looked really fucking good in the match. Um, looked a little scared to climb the ladder. He took a nasty bump off the ladder. Yeah. He... So, dude, but I marked, sorry, I was just going to say, I marked the fuck out when they all got fucking almost up, like six dudes, everybody but Theory threw, almost through that fucking table, he just flew in, like, that was fucking cool. I marked the fuck out, man, I was like, holy shit, I was like, that was fucking badass, um, but yeah, man, great fucking match, I thought. And then eventually, eventually, theory, um, you know, grabs the briefcase. But at the end, man, they were doing some sequences, and then I think at one point it looked like Rollins was gonna win. 
Um, Madcap, dude. I think it was Madcap. He got, like, no reaction when he was climbing that ladder. Uh, and he was up yeah. there. And I'm like, damn, there's, like, no reaction. And then he saw somebody was coming back in the ring, so he got off the ladder. Uh, it was Sammy. I, yeah, he must have been thinking, like, damn, nobody's popping right now. Like, for me to get this fucking briefcase, like, <laughs> everybody wants Riddle to win or something. But, um, yeah, man. Uh, so now that we get to the finish here, Theory is now Mr. Money in the Bank, which is fucking insane. Like, they're really going to just pull the trigger now. And honestly, man, why not? Like, they gave Rollins the fucking um, briefcase, like, um, after he split from uh, fucking the Shield, but he um, didn't for a while. But I he mean, was never a single star. Like you know what I mean. Like if you thought Rollins was ready to be a single star champion at that time, why not Austin Theory, who you think is a genetic kind of freak and like he can fucking go. Like he's so fucking good for his age. So why not Theory? And he's not gonna cash in right now. Right? I mean, they're kind of teasing SummerSlam yeah. with Brock and Roman. Yeah, I mean, they, they are teasing that the winner of the match was going to do it at that point in time. Um, because that's when Roman's going to be the most hurt, or vice versa, Brock Lesnar. Um, Brock's not beating Roman. I, I don't think so either. Um, but we also have Theory possibly going to be in a match with John Cena at SummerSlam, so... What if he... Do you think he beats Cena or no? Uh, no. I don't see that he beats Cena. Dude, I see them, like, having a great fucking match. Like, a a classic. I think Cena, Cena wins. And then... Um, Theory goes on to actually beat whoever for the title that same night. And then later down the road, Cena versus Theory for the title, with Theory with Theory winning that time. That's just um random speculation. We'll, we'll see what happens, man. But this um yeah. honestly, like that was just fucking great. And the pay per view already had some great fucking moments uh, and matches. So honestly, this was besides I'm not going to include WrestleMania just because that's the biggest event of the year, but. Um, every other pay-per-view they've done this year was not better than this one. This was definitely better. Um, just because of, it's a small card, six matches is enough, right? AEW has proved that we don't want to see, uh, 12, 13 matches on a card. At least I don't. don't. Um, but... Dude, just a great card, man. I hope they continue this momentum into SummerSlam, and I hope it's a great SummerSlam. But yeah, any final thoughts on this pay-per-view as a whole? Um, it was a great pay-per-view. I, 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 I don't know, dude. Uh, about it being the best pay-per-view of the year? Um, I mean, what was better? I honestly think Hell in the Cell was better. But <sighs> it was such a drag just to get to that main event. It was definitely... That that Cody match was definitely the best match we've seen all year, I think, as far as like just you know what what, no, what it was right. about. Right. Backlash. You know what I mean? Bad. I it was backlash that I'm thinking about. Because the matches surprised oh, me. Oh no. 
they were decent matches, man. I don't know. This one, it doesn't feel any like any bigger than the other ones. Maybe because I'm not a Liv Morgan person. Maybe because I didn't watch it live. Who knows what it is. But it didn't feel any better than the other ones. But it was still a great pay-per-view. Like, I'm not saying that it was a bad pay-per-view. Just saying that they've all been pretty great since WrestleMania, for me. Because Backlash had... The Cody match was great. The Honestly, dude, the Styles and Edge matches... Don't you also feel like those matches could have been better than they were? That that one was better than they than especially the the Mania match. Mm, that I was don't know. Better. The Mania match was okay, but the Styles and Edge match was better at Backlash, and that's actually when Rhea Ripley um, first joined. Okay, but then they had the main event was a six man tag, which was a great match, but. I mean, is it better than watching Money in the Bank? Yep, it was. I mean, it wasn't better. Like, well, no, here's what I'm trying to say. I'm high. <laughs> it yeah, was are. better. It was uh, It was better for me because all around, like, all the matches were actually really great matches. Um, Money in the Bank, I skipped the whole match. Like, a whole, I didn't really want to see a damn match. I skipped it. Wow. And the women's match wasn't even that great. Like, cool, Liv Morgan won at the end, like, awesome, but the whole match, like, it was a clusterfuck of horrible shit. It wasn't fun to watch. It was only, the ending was only fun. Well, I thought it was a great pay-per-view. Okay, but was that women's match really that great? I thought it did what it needed. I mean, not every match on the card is going to be great. (laughs) Hey, dude, that's why I think that the other ones are better. Or at least Backlash was better. Because for me, Backlash had every card was was actually pretty. Every match in that card was actually pretty great for me. So that's why I'm just saying that it wasn't. It wasn't as good as I don't think it was as good as you think it was. Backlash I mean, is definitely the second best. I think you think it's as good as you think it is. I don't think it's as good as you think it is. It's okay to be wrong. Yeah, I know, dude. You just gotta accept it. Well. It- well, anyways, to wrap up this day, man, it was great. Um, so that was basically Forbidden Door and Money in the Bank. Now, any last things that you'd like to talk about or bring up before we uh, wrap up this episode? Because we're about at that time. Ladies and gents, anything coming to your mind? Anything going through your head about any other subject? No, everything's actually pretty decent right now. Um, we were shooting to do under two hours. I think we're we're actually just trying to shoot for an hour thirty. I think we were a little we went a little over that. I feel like we we did just a little bit. No, but, we're, uh, we're all right, man. We went over two pay per views and some dynamite, blood and guts. So I think we're gonna be okay. But um, next week's episode, though, we definitely do want to do. The fantasy card. I think we'll do like eight, like eight matches. I think it's pretty fair. It's a good. It's a good. I think eight matches is good. Eight matches. So it's it's a good uh, time to cover. We'll each cover them, and we'll go through that, right? But uh, and then we'll see what else um, comes up in the world of wrestling from now till then. But uh, you've been listening to. Let's wrestle with Dan 
And... And Nico, make sure to like us on Twitter, at Let's Wrestle Pod. And uh, look at us on our link tree. See where you can listen to all these podcasts, wherever you'll listen to them. And, uh, yeah. That's at Let's Wrestle Pod. So, we'll catch you on the next one. Bye-bye. Peace.